everybody, it's Pastor Mark, and I'm going to be your host uh, today for our Team Vineyard podcast, something that we're really trying to put together to help you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And uh, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about bum, 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 evangelism. <laughs> we're going to be talking about evangelism. And I, even before we get started, if you're like me, Team Vineyard, if you take just a moment or two... You can probably think of a friend or a family member or a neighbor or some irritating person you know, and you're like, man, they need Jesus. <laughs> um, but out of the goodness of our heart, there are people we know because we have the answer that's Jesus Christ. We like, I'd love to know how I can best be used by God to offer Christ to people. And so I know for me, I immediately thought of uh, one of the guys that's on my list. His name's Ron. I'd love to have good skills to lead him to Christ. Um, so anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about. Our special guest is Clay Harrington, and he is the college and evangelism pastor at the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois. Uh, he's also going to be one of our speakers at Chasing God. Yes. So we welcome Clay. Hey, Clay. Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? <laughs> good to have you good. here. It's good to be here. We'll hear a little bit more of your story. We're excited to have you. We also have Jimmy Fleshman, who is our campus pastor up at Grape Road. And part of his responsibility there is lead people to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's who's around the table. Um, and uh, I guess we'll just kind of jump in and get started. So, Clay, uh, can you tell just uh, tell us a little bit about of how you came to Christ? How long you've been a Christian? Tell me that story. Wow. Well, man, I came to Christ when I was, well, I went all in for Jesus for real <laughs> when I was thirty. When I was thirty, I, I knew that I knew that it was on and popping for the Lord and for the kingdom of God <laughs> in my life, man. Um, uh, before that, though, there was just a lot of. Uh, a wilderness, wilderness wandering. There's a lot oh, okay. of uh, prodigal journey. Uh, I, I grew up in the church. I tell people I was a drug baby. My mom would drug me to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. <laughs> Choir practice. I mean, you know, I was I was out there, man. And, and so I grew up in the church. I knew a healthy knowledge of Jesus and the church, um, but I never really it never really translated to the heart. So I went out and just sowed all kinds of seeds of wrath and just did what I wanted to do, lived the life I wanted to live, and. I remember there was a crescendo of grace on my life, I believe, starting around 27 years old, maybe maybe earlier. Um, but there was this remnants of grace, and things just started changing one at a time. Um, the Lord started to sovereignly show up in the way I spoke. So that was at 27? Around 27-ish, yeah. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just baffled by how much I used profanity in just every, uh, every, every sentence. Wait, every, wait, wait, wait. So you've cussed oh, at some point in your life. You serious? <laughs> Man, that was just like natural, like every okay. day, mm -hmm. the sure. way I breathe. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, I, I remember vividly, vividly being in store and cursing all loud. I was just being loud and obnoxious. And a uh, family looked at me and said, hey, there's kids here. I was like, I don't care. Mm. I don't care. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like now huh. I look back at that and it's like, yikes, man. Like, all right. Yeah. This, this, the, just the disregard for people and, and kids. Anyway. Um, I, I I was listening to a recording one day, kid you not, and I was I was bothered by it. I was bothered by it. Like, why do you use so much? I was talking to myself at the time. Why do you use so much profanity? Why why can't you actually start just 
just stop using profanity. And, and I, uh. so at the time, I was um, again living in the world. Uh, I, I was perplexed. And what do you do when you're perplexed? Well, what I did was I just rolled up a joint and went out and said, "Hey, God." No, not well. Actually, I didn't. I didn't even know I was talking to God, but oh. I was. <laughs> but I was. I was talking to myself. And I'm like, I'm, I'm perplexed. I don't even know why I'm using profanity. All this. Uh, all this and that and just f-bombing this f-bombing that I, I need to change yeah so in fact what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go ahead and just stop using profanity for real I, I, i'm not gonna say another curse word again in my life and that was about 15 years ago and since then that promise has huh. remained intact where i've never used profanity a day in my life and looking back hindsight definitely holy spirit all in the mix definitely because mm-hmm. there's no other Per, there's no other person I know that can tame the tongue like that other than the Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. um, that was the first episode um, in my life that took place. Again, the remnants of grace that just was crescendoing from the way I spoke, the way I saw women, the way mm-hmm. I heard music, the way I'm going to share a lot of the testimony in, 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 in the session tonight at Chasing God. But I but man, it was it was profound how God just changed me and just had mm-hmm. me hate the things I used to love and love the things that I used to hate and yeah so so uh, Jimmy uh, so let me let me go back so yeah. Clay you've been a Christian now for how many years I would say 12 12 years 12 years 12 years Jimmy a lot of us know your story but how long have you been following Jesus Oh, geez. Seven years, probably six wow. or seven, seven years. Wow, yeah. Dude. yeah. Wow. Again, same story, raised Come in the church, man. but all in probably seven years ago. Wow, yeah. dude. That's what's up. And I've been a Christian for 130 years now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the old guy in the room. No, probably about 35 years. I do want to come back to uh, Clay. So part of your title is yeah. Evangelism yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor, and yeah. that is not the most common title in the world. Mm-mm. What no. is it about your job that you uh, that you would say would give you the title yeah. of yeah. being Evangelism Pastor? It's crazy, man. I, I didn't. I never worked for that title. It just mm-hmm. came to me. Um, you know, you look in uh, Ephesians four eleven, uh, and, and and Paul gives you the four one one the scoop on the Christ, Christ's gifts and who and how he basically gifted the church with uh, you know pastor or apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers well he gifted a church because he wanted to equip them and you know as i um worked my way into this role and just just because of who i am and what i do um i found myself poised to equip the church in the area of evangelism and so i am tasked if you will for lack of better phrases, to to really preserve the culture, to, to preserve the gift of evangelism in the church, and to really equip equip the saints. It ain't me only doing it; it's me equipping the saints. So, so they a, are doing yeah. the stuff. So they are uh, recognizing and realizing the value of evangelism and how that can impact and be imparted to the world that so desperately needs it. And so I, and uh, you know. 
I, when I preach, I'm talking about evangelism. I'm, I'm, I'm weaving in evangelism. I'm inspiring people to live a life uh, on purpose in faith, not with just their lips, but their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and that's just been my, my, my go-to. Um, that's just who I am naturally. And they said, hey, Clay, we would like to hire you as our evangelism pastor. It was a no-brainer, you so, know? So, so a lot of this uh, is about equipping people equipping to the reach saints. their friends, their neighbors, the for the work of ministry, man, equipping the saints for the work of ministry unto you can do this stuff, even though, you know, you you see me as this guy that I cannot be like him or can't talk about the gospel like him. You can. You just don't believe you can. And I want to show you. I want to show you how. So we break it down by size pieces on how to go about living a life intentionally focused on helping the lost see Jesus more clear than ever. Okay. So, yeah, you're drilling into something there uh, with the idea of we can make a difference ourselves. So I'm going to ask this question of both of you guys, and you may have to pause to get there, but what's one thing that you think those of us I hate to say it, but average Joe Christians, yeah. we're just trying to love God, love yeah. people, serve. What's one thing that you think uh, will help us be better equipped or successful at evangelism? Yeah, I think the the first word that comes to mind is love, um, because when we uh, encounter different people, and there's so many different kinds of evangelism. There's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can you can preach from the stage. You can yeah. you can do it in your workplace. Uh, but when I think of it, I th- the word that comes to mind is love. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the phrases that that hits hits pretty heavy on me is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so. Uh, just really having to take time and to hear people's story and to mm. uh, listen to the things that they're saying, um, that takes a level of patience and love uh, for that person. And so yeah. I would say love is probably yeah. one of the biggest pieces for me in wanting to uh, evangelize or mm-hmm. see people come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I can jump in on that, mm-hmm. you just mentioned, Jimmy, taking time for people, mm-hmm. and uh, I would uh, emphasize sometimes uh, if we're just the person who does not rush past their story or their situation, then I think the Father looks down from heaven and says, I'm going to open a door for ministry there because you got time yeah, to yeah. listen to their story and That's stuff. So so many people just want to be heard mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and in the process of a conversation they will give you tidbits of of nuggets that's going on things that are going on in their life and if and if you're not zoned into hearing what they're actually saying uh, you, you miss out on opportunities to speak truth and life into those Come situations on. yeah Clay, what's one yeah. what's one thing that comes to mind when you think of 
equipping us or what we'll need to try to reach people for Christ. Yeah. My, my bro, Jimmy hit it right on the head though. Just, I just want to let you know, like I would have said the same thing. I mean, love, I mean, without love is nothing. I stole it. I got it first. Nah, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, without love, we have nothing, you know, nothing, you know, that's what, that's the starting point. And I think then, you know, just to follow up, if there was something that we can follow that up with, it's just faith. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How, Say that again. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You, you know, I, I believe that a lot of people, um, they'd they be willing to take a bullet for the king, but they're not willing to look foolish for him. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to go out on the limb, walk by faith, step into a situation, a conversation, or whatever circumstance, and press into faith and just speak good news or or hear their stories and then weave in the gospel we we, we kind of sh- want to shy away from introducing people to Jesus or talking about the good news we have good news y'all like this <laughs> is the best news ever and so you know for, to shy away from that i think people need to understand that there's um there's a uh, a win, a win, and the kingdom of God has your back whenever we go out and speak to people. And so I think that not only love, but faith to step out and to actually risk and to risk looking foolish sometimes mm-hmm. and to risk. Can, can you tell a story? Yeah. I mean, we can all come up like a story of yeah. when you realized this is going to be a risk. This may not be accepted, but I'm going to go ahead and trying to think of different times. Recently for me, I was driving home and my neighbor was out. And a lot of times I drive past his house and he's in his house. And so he was out unloading something from his truck. And for me, the little prompting of the Lord to pull in and just say, hey, and it was a five minute conversation, but there's risk in stopping because maybe he won't be happy that I stopped or right. But I was trying to think of different times where mm-hmm. we risk mm-hmm. for the sake of sharing Christ. Yeah, every every time I approach somebody in public in the store, it could be Aldi, it could be Walmart, wherever I'm at, um, it's always a risk for me. Uh, I'm all my 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 heart is beating and my blood's flowing, and I'm I am just thinking, wow, I I can get this totally wrong because I'll usually approach people with a question like, hey, if Jesus could do a miracle in your life right now, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Or um, and um, a word of knowledge or a, a prompting from God that I think I I think I know that they're hurting somewhere in their body. And I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. go for it. Hey, excuse me. Do you have any pain? X, Y, Z, you know, and, and just go, go for it. And so it's always a risk. But what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. uh, the rejection or the no. And if that's the case, well, you know, in my mind, you know, the, the, the odds, the cost benefit analysis is mm-hmm. far in my favor. <laughs> hey, I want to I look at something here because part of evangelism, I'm guessing we've all have experienced this, is we not only see successes in that moment. Even though we may plant seeds, we don't see those seeds grow up immediately. So how do you, as an an evangelist, Mm. let's say, as someone that we care for people and try to introduce them to Jesus, how do you stay motivated to keep sharing loving evangelism when sometimes it just doesn't go well Mm. or it doesn't go the way you'd hoped? So Mm -hmm. what 
keeps you trying. Jimmy, you got something there? Or you can say, hmm. Yeah. Um, What keeps me trying after I've planted seeds and there's been seemingly no progress? Hope. Mm. Uh, hope, Hope that while they're still breathing... There's still a chance. Right. And so uh, I I have seen not only in my own life, my own story, but just encounters with lots of other people. People have to come to the end of themselves uh, before most times they have to come to the end of themselves before they're ready to uh, stop trying to figure it out mm. their self. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's at that point when a presentation of, but but your answer is Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so most times, maybe they just haven't got to the end of themselves yet. And so there's just a, mm-hmm. a repeated, I'm not shoving it down anybody's throat, although mm-hmm. I'd love to put people on headlocks and lead them to Christ. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just the perseverance to, to keep sharing. Wow. Um, That's awesome. How do you keep yourself motivated, Clay, when, you know, when it doesn't go quite right? Yeah, there's been a few times where I've, I've, you know, tried to kind of slow down and let my foot off the pedal um, because of life, just life, your family, you know, you got things going on. And, and I thought to myself, wow, uh, I think I'm, I'm think I'm kind of letting the gas up a little bit. Um, what's going on? And, and every time I think of the common denominator as to what's going on, it's just me being so wrapped up in my life being so focused on me that I'm not focused on the world. And we burn. We burn for such a time as this for the sake of the world, for the world to see. And so it just reminds me that, man, once I start getting selfish, I start getting closed off and I start to slow down and sharing. Now, these guys that are with me know that my baseline burns at a pretty high level. And so I'm going to I'm going to continue to keep burning. But. I can sometimes slow it down. And when I slow down, I, I, I ask myself, what's the common denominator? It's because I'm really focused on me and myself versus, hey, what does the world need? What, do, what can I give away? Freely you have received, freely give. And I, and I think that I can stumble on that freely give part. And when I'm really focused on just giving away, that's when things happen. That's when it's on and cracking. I mean, the Holy Spirit comes and man, it's so many great things that happen. And, I, and then when I'm in that moment, when I'm in that lane, when I see things happening, time and time again in the community, uh, I, I say to myself, how can I ever let up from the gas? Like, mm. I want to just keep it going. You know, it, it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. It's, a, it's almost a, a Holy Spirit high. We are high from the most high. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> the, that's the best type of high. You know what I mean? And so, yes, uh, that's, that's what keeps me going. That, the fact that Holy Spirit wants to appeal to the world through me. We're ambassadors, right? Holy Spirit making an appeal. Jesus Christ making an appeal through us to the world. And he wants to keep going. And as long as he wants to keep going, I'm going. Let's go. Can, can I ask a follow-up question off yeah. of that? Kind of along those same lines. No. no. <laughs> Pass, Pastor okay, Mark, go ahead. Shut it down. Uh, just the idea of, you know, I was a Christian for several years before I led my the first person to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so for our Team Vineyard folks who are listening... Uh, I, I've heard stories of seasoned Christians yeah. who have yet to walk someone across the finish line. And so they've been planting a bunch of seeds 
yet not yeah, have man. the privilege yeah. of partake. What would be your uh, piece of advice? What, how, what would you say to encourage those folks yeah. to, uh, if, if you can use a sales yeah, tip, it's to always be closing, always yeah. pointing them to Jesus. Yeah, man. As long as we're pointing them to Jesus, that's the win. It doesn't, you know, it, it Paul uh, and Apollos uh, were kind of rivals back in the day. In, in a sense, the people, the church made them kind of the problem of his rivals. And he's like, you know what? Apollos may plant, I may, you know, water. You know, he may plant, I may water. Mm-hmm. But Holy Spirit gives the increase. This is mm-hmm. a Holy Spirit thing. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it ain't about us at the end of the day. He uses certain people. People to do certain things. It just that's the way it is. As long as though we're obedient to the call, obedient to just step out in love, mm-hmm. man, and love one another, or love the the, the the world as Christ does, then th- then we're winning. Then we're winning. And whether you see somebody walk across the finish line or not, th- your work is not for naught. Mm-hmm. You know, you know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. It's still a watering that's taking place mm-hmm. or a planting that's taking place. Mm-hmm. But Holy Spirit's going to give the in- increase, just like church growth. Now, um, the flip side of it is sometimes people are a little nervous to quote unquote close and, and, and go for that. And, and there's some things that you can probably say or ask that kind of prompt a little more. Um, I always uh, train my, my people at the house. Uh, when I say house, um, I'm talking about my church, my home church I, I attend um, and I, I serve. Anyways, I, I teach and equip a lot of the people about the miracle questions, you know, and, and, and the miracle questions are a great tool. Uh, and I can actually share the link with that with you guys later if yeah. you want to put the link in the show notes. Let's go. But anyways, <laughs> we can we, the miracle questions, man, are a great tool for people to help them not only encounter the power and the and the and experience his his love but to also then accept him in their life you know and and so it's a really good tool to use for anybody who truly wants to see what's one example of a miracle miracle there are three miracle questions and the first miracle question is hey can i you, you got a second of your time you know or can i ask you a question second okay, miracle say that again so that's just the first a simple question, question. Just, can i yeah. have a few minutes yeah. of your time yeah yeah can i ask a question um you, you got a second however you want to say Perfect. it okay uh, and then you go into the second the second is a really good question it's if jesus can do a miracle in your life right now what would you ask for and then at that point you kind of got them stopped like oh my goodness no one's ever asked me that before Mm -hmm. and it can range and then i teach them how to pray for the person depending on what answer they give you know some Mm -hmm. answers could be i want world peace i'll train them how to okay let's pray for that right now and as you're praying with with whatever response you're kind of hearing from god Getting a word of knowledge, getting a prophetic utterance, giving, getting, getting something to encourage them and bless them. So after you're praying, say, hey, by the way, I feel like God is saying this. And then, bam, you, you give them that word. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, by the way, do you have elbow pain by any chance? You know, and then, bam, you can you can keep that going. And then when they encounter the presence of God or they encounter just the love, you stopping them. You know what I mean? Uh, then they're open even more. And then at the end of the day, the third question is, hey, do you know the greatest miracle that God can ever do in your life? What's that? No. What's that? It's eternal life with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. That's good. Bam. Repeat those three miracle questions. Hey, can I ask you a question? If Jesus can do a miracle in your life right now, what would it be? 
And do you know the greatest miracle that God can ever do for you? Awesome. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I want to just make a comment on most people's spiritual journey to cross the finish line, like I think Jimmy mentioned earlier. Yeah. It is a journey. Mm-hmm. I rarely meet someone and lead them to Christ. I get. I think I would argue I have never led anyone to Christ that someone else hadn't planted some seeds yeah. at some yeah. point in the midst of Good it. point. Good word. Um, and so one of the things that keeps me motivated to, to have miracle conversations or mm-hmm. miracle questions is I never know when I'm going to sow a seed that's going to help somebody else right. lead that person Indeed. to Christ. Yeah. And I also stay humble. I had a, a great opportunity this last weekend after church. Uh, during one of our services, and two people came up to receive Jesus Christ. Mm. Now, in hindsight, I've become more aware of their story. Mm. They did not mostly be- become Christians because I talked to them this last mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Both yeah. of them have been on a journey. Uh, one has been visiting the church for years, and there are other people that have been encouraging all that stuff. Yeah. I just got to invite him across mm-hmm. the, 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 the finish line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also met uh, the other person who prayed to receive Jesus. Uh, they have been walking in a journey for, uh, my understanding is minimally weeks, but probably two or three months. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that keeps me motivated to yeah. keep doing my part and yeah. sharing mm-hmm. because everybody's on a journey. Yeah, you know, Jesus, uh, when he told his disciples when he was uh, at the, the with the women at the well and the, the Samaritans just came in flocks and he's like, hey, you know, now you get to reap what I've sown for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You get to now the, the harvest is ripe for the picking, man, and is because of what I just did just now. And so it's, it's so good to just partner in that way and to dance in that way. Um, Leah Winger, one of the pastors at our at our house, um, she's been ne- uh, neighbors with a, a gal uh, for years, just sowing seed, sowing seed, sowing seed. And um, the other like last month we had a party, and uh, she came, and it was unbeknownst to Leah that she came, but she came with surprise, and she met with all the pastors. And then she she started talking to me and we started having a conversation and I thought, hey, do you have any pain in your back right now? She's like, yeah, how did you know? It's like, um, I just feel like, you know, Jesus is here right now and he wants to actually heal you right now. Is that okay? She's like, sure. She, I was like, let me see your hand. So I took her by the hand, prayed uh, probably, I think two times and, uh, her pain left. She was, she's blown away, blown away. And, uh, after I, after that, I asked, Hey, what Jesus just did to your back and what she wants, he wants to do to your entire life. And she gave her life to Jesus right there in the bar. Now, now here's what, here's the crazy thing. Leah comes to me and said, I cannot believe that that just happened. You have no idea how long I've been after her, just loving on her, blessing her. And so it's just another illustration that, yeah, because of what Leah was doing, that that encounter was so powerful and, and happened to be just what she needed. So, yeah, so good. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I'll give both you guys an opportunity. You know, there's put, there's 500 people we're going to send out this podcast to 
Team Vineyard folks uh, uh, involved in the church. So if you had one final word of encouragement or challenge that you would share with them, what's one thing that you would say to those folks that are trying to make a difference? I would, wow, like, you know, I would say that to know that you're always walking in the majority. You're never in the minority. If you are a son or daughter and you are in Christ, to know that you, you've been sent. Yeah, let me back up. Uh, one, a lot of times people think that Satan's throne is in hell. His throne's here on earth, and we have been called to dethrone that sucker everywhere we go. <laughs> Seriously. And so to know that we have the majority, we have like Aslan walking by our side and in us and through us. And so we are always in a majority. And so you have nothing to fear. Uh, and so coupling that with the love of God, if, if once you get rocked, so rocked with the agape love of God in such a way that it motivates you to just share nothing in this world will be able to stop you. And so we have an unstoppable force, y'all. And I just encourage you to just go after it and try. Try. You 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 may fail and that's okay. But I can guarantee you that by the time you swing at that sixth, seventh, tenth pitch and you hit that home run, it's gonna feel good mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're gonna be hooked. Mm-hmm. So just let's go. You're always in the majority, never in the minority. Jimmy. Yeah, I think my thing is it goes back to again just the the conversations and the loving of people uh you can look at the grand scheme of things and uh to to think about leading someone into a relationship with christ can be kind of a daunting task but you don't save anybody anyway and so um you know take the time to just listen to people in your conversations uh we have the answer um all day most times in our conversations, people present problems in their lives. Uh, and if we take time to listen to those problems, we can interject that there is hope that's found in Christ. Mm. And so that doesn't take a rocket scientist to say. It's just the opportunity to interject and to speak truth into someone's life. And so I would say speak truth uh, with love into people's lives. Come on. Awesome. So good. Well, hey, Team Vineyard, hope this helps uh, as we continue to try to love God and grow together and give back. Um, This has been Pastor Mark, and hopefully this is helpful to you. Bless you guys. Love you. I'll take care. 